The wedding's back on. Does this mean... Yeah, the wedding's back on. What? Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll It's time to neighbors CJ, Kate and Bea Let's get the neighbors Hello, this is Neighbours We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast And we have a little chat about the recent goings-on in Erinsborough Aussie Soap Neighbours and we have been checking in quite frequently recently because it's been bloody non-stop action in that street. We are in the Pirate Net Studios. I'm Vaya. Kate's here. Hi. Back from the beach in one piece. I am. I did come back. It's all right, yeah. guys. You know, those steps down to the dunes were pretty hard, but, you know, like it didn't kill me. You had a bottle of water and you were all right. Yeah. And we have a new guest to Pirate Net. But a return guest from our sister podcast, Buddy Watch, one of the most cracker episodes of that podcast, where we watched a Christmas made-for-TV movie called The Princess Switch. It was a bloody great time. Lucy Rogue. Yay. Hi. I'm Lucy. (laughs) Everyone was thinking, oh, my God, it's going to be Beck Shaw. (laughs) Twitter's favourite lesbian, Brockle Snitch. No, she... Might be joining us. She's in Melbourne at the moment, so I might grab her yep. in, in, in the future. But I'm happy to have Lucy for several reasons, which we'll, we'll get to. But got to say as well, Lucy and Kate are my two main Twitter friends. Like you were the two people that I met first on Twitter as friends ah. and then met in real life. Wow. And you're not dead yet. <laughs> no. No. It's, it's a, you guys are playing a long game. Yeah. But now that we're all in the same room... <laughs> This is like um, Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. <laughs> I think I met, did I meet you, Lucy, at a, the Twitnik, the Twitter picnic? Yeah, I think so. Or, did, or we may have gone to Daiso. Definitely went to Daiso. Yeah. yeah. Our, our mutual friend Jelly, friend of the show, took us on an excursion to buy knickknacks. So um, many knickknacks. I'm still using the lingerie bags from that trip. It was probably 10 years ago. Oh, I, I'm probably still using the silicon bath plug. <laughs> Lucy and I have been friends on Twitter for a number of years now on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. But we've only met once before at one of our favourite shops. Jason. No. no. Kmart. No. Where? Costco. Oh, yeah. No, but one time I think I oh, no, saw you, you at did. Kmart. You saw me at Kmart Northland. Yeah, yeah this is not interesting. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, but it is. It is. She was just trying on a uh, windsheet at in, no, no, it was worse. I was trying on a pair of jeans over the, the pants I was wearing <laughs> in the middle of the store because I had the pram and I was like, I can't be bothered going back to the change rooms. I'll just pull these on, see if they fit. And then I think he was sick or something. Like he messaged yeah, me I did, Yeah, saying. I didn't come and say hi. Cause, yeah. And I was like, oh, I hope she didn't see me do that. At least you, at least you weren't trying absolutely to... Absolutely so. <laughs> at least you weren't trying to wander out the store with them over yeah. the top. Yeah. We did take our kids to Costco though and what a fun time that was. And visitors from... Overseas, our friends over in Europe like to come and see the sights in Melbourne and some of them might want to do the Melbourne Star, the big wheel, but I prefer just to go and have a little jaunt in Costco underneath. <laughs> now, we've got bigger fish to fry here. Bit of a buzz council business. Firstly, Schleive Buzz is happening in like a little over a week, which is that we are all going to go, friends of neighbours and friends of neighbours are going to come together and go and watch Colette Mann and Jeff Payne's comedy show, Man Up and Take the Pain. And that is happening for three weeks across the festival. They are working their bums off on that. That is an insane time commitment. I'm a little worried about their health, actually. So I would go early in the run to make sure you... (laughs) They're fresh. Before they keel over. 26th of March, it kicks off for them. Comedyfestival.com.au. But grab some tickets. 
to the Wednesday night, the 27th, because that's when Team Neighbours is going to be there and we're going to have a drink upstairs at the Campari House rooftop bar. And I'm the first people that I see, I'm going to shout a round of clajitos to. <laughs> so I don't know if the bar can make them, but we'll, whatever your poison is. So comedyfestival.com.au to book your tickets or follow us on the Neighbours Council, our Facebook group. For more info and a little announcement on the Facebook group is we've got a new mayor. We've appointed a new mayor of the Neighbours Council. Oh. Previous mayor, Vicky, has ousted herself because she thought Joe Cummins on the Neighbours Council has been putting in a sterling effort, contributed a cracker voice memo to last week's episode and has recently been doing the budget for the council in which we assess all Neighbours production decisions in comparison to how many weeks worth of Sonia they would have been. Because the whole controversy was Eve Maury got let go oh. and it was a financial decision by the production. And now we look at things like, oh, they're shooting in the outback. How many weeks worth of Sonia would that be? <laughs> oh, um, someone just fell into the... Oh, they've got Millsy. Sorry, <laughs> sorry <laughs> no spoilers, but yeah. <laughs> Millsy's on. How many more weeks of Sonia? talk about him in a second so joe thank you for your contribution you are the new mayor and a couple of people have joined the facebook group i like to ask a question to prove people are human except i don't know what to do when people don't ask the question i just kind of let them sit there and then i don't know if i should add them so yeah if you if you add people to the group make sure they answer the question yes that's right if you invite friends to join tell them i've invited you to this group but can you answer their entry question so david who's recently joined he said I've been following Vaya on Twitter and I just listened to my first podcast app. Loved it. Can't wait to listen to more Hello from England. No. Oh, hello, David. David is a good reminder to me that I'm not tweeting enough about this podcast if my long-term Twitter followers are only just jumping on board. <laughs> so thank you, David. I'll increase my social marketing. Oh, Cooper. Have I ever shouted out Cooper? Oh, I ask, where do you listen to podcasts? And Cooper says, while eating deconstructed tacos at Harold's, is that still on the menu? And trying not to cry about Sonia. Deconstructed tacos with a side of tears. I think we've, we've all dis we've discussed this before, that deconstructed tacos, that's basically a burrito bowl, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And exciting thing that Vaya and I are doing on Tuesdays is that we're going back on Dave Graney's radio show on Triple R. Yes, he, we are now his regular annual Neighbours correspondents. <laughs> On community station 3RRR. So tune in around 1pm if you're in Melbourne at 102.7 or I'm pretty sure they live stream online as well. They do. Follow us. We'll tweet out the live stream Neighbours pod anytime, anywhere in the world. And if you missed that, I'm pretty sure they upload episodes as well. Yeah, we'll share that as well. And for people who don't know Dave Graney, he's a musician, but also he appeared on Neighbours as himself. In the late 90s. Oh, that's because right. I, was, I was, had an image in my mind of him at the Heralds. Was yeah. he was he, that he was trying to He was trying to hit on Suze, I think. Oh, Which so. He's still got a, a long passion for her. It was a bit of art imitating life. But then Toadie kidnapped him, took him back to Uni FM, which yeah. is where we are now, ParentNet. Like kidnapped him to interview him. Because oh. Toadie was a massive fanboy. And Dave is a massive Neighbours fan as yeah. well. And just once a year gets us to get him up to speed. So, yeah, that'll be keen to see what he thinks of the goings-on recently. Final piece of Neighbours Council business. It's bloody chock-a-block of it this week. Casting news. Millsy. Australia's Rob Millsy Mills has been added as a regular cast member. Friend of the pod. Discuss. <laughs> I'm thrilled. He's great. I love I love Finn. I, look, he's probably going to start off evil, 
Well, he has. He has, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but he's he will be redeemed by the end of his journey, surely. That, that's what happens, like the blandening of evil characters. And, um, yeah, who was – Kyle C- Coyle was evil. Oh, he's they, a rapist to begin yeah, with. They yeah, straightened yeah. him out. Lucy, how much do you know of Australia's Rob Millsy Mills's turn on Neighbours? Not very much at all. And what do you know of Millsy himself? I saw him in Wicked. Yes. Possibly – was he legally blonde? He was. Yeah. And Australian Idol. Yeah. Of course, of yeah. course. Funnily enough, Australian Idol is probably the era that Evil Finn can now remember back to because he's woken up from a coma with retrograde amnesia that Susan keeps assuring everyone it's a real thing. Lightning yeah. strikes twice. Real thing, guys. Yes, I thought he'd been in a coma since 2007. But <laughs> so, so did he. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he's no. only been in a coma for four months. But yeah. thinks, okay, all right. Since he toppled over the cliff at Susan's hand. It's a shame he didn't you know, get retrograde amnesia back to the 60s like Sue's. Like she went back to her hippie days. That was uh, when my sister and I bowed out of Neighbours briefly. Oh. Yeah, we just got really frustrated with Suze acting like a little girl and just stopped watching for a while. I mean, probably it was only a week, but it felt like a huge move back then. I think it was like half of 2002 or something like that, that she was forgetting who she was. It was a bit creepy of Carl. It was a bit Tyler of Carl Mm. to be like putting the moves on his 16-year-old acting wife. I just love that she was revolted by him. So that was (laughs) as she should be. Thoughts on Millsy. Number one, j'adore Rob Millsy Mills. Of course, even more so since we met him and he was divine. You can go back to neighbourspod.com and find the link of when we interviewed him and he had a great time nutting out all of his plot points with us. But the problem is I think that maybe Neighbours didn't know he'd be so great on, on the show and wrote the patient themselves into a corner by making him a chemical terrorist (laughs) like he fully was pumping chemicals into the high school to kill like 400 kids or whatever oh wow and and in in and amongst that he was grooming a teenage girl so he could get away with trying to become the principal he was that that, that was his end game to become the principal (laughs) it was (laughs) it was bizarre like he could have just waited 10 years or five years and just been the principal go to work every day go to meetings yeah (laughs) Write your reports on time. Then went away and emotionally manipulated his girlfriend, like by pretending to be a, another guy. Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. He's like, so neighbours is trying to make this like abusive, murderous, terrorist. Oh, but it turned out man. Yeah, something happened to him in South America, and he's like he was kidnapped, and his parents wouldn't pay his ransom, but they did pay his brother's ransom, and. I don't know why. He's bland as all fuck, that guy. Yeah. Vanilla milkshake Sean. Is he is he something else? Like, is he like ex-something? You know, like how B's new boss was ex-something um, or other? Probably, but I don't care enough to Google yeah. it. So I feel like now to have their cake and eat it too, they're having him forget all his bad stuff, wake up as a good guy again. Mm-hmm. Or is he playing another long game, which he loves to do? And is he faking the retrograde amnesia, which I think is <laughs> hectic. Yeah. It's one of those things where I just go, I don't know if I can care about that and also care about D. No. Like it's too much. It's You can have one bananas plot at a time. Yeah. But not It all sounds two. like passions. Yes. Sir. Yeah. It's yeah. too passionsy. Yeah. All we need now is a little person a playing a mannequin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> ceramic mannequin. So people are up in arms, I think, because the announcements come off the back of Sonia's death. So it's like, why would you swap Eve for Milsey? 
why can't we have both? I just, I'm just going to let it happen at this point. I just, I can't, it's trying to fight whatever Neighbours does is fighting a tsunami, so I won't. But happy for Millsy the person. Ju- oh, yeah, yeah. Dubious right. about Finn the man. Okay, that's all the business. We had a, had a big week. One wedding and a funeral this week. <laughs> Lucy, <laughs> what was your upbringing with Neighbours like? What did that look like for you? Uh, I watched Neighbours through the 90s, Billy and Anne. Perfect. Just into Stapleton. That sounds like Vayas era. Yeah. Yep. Loved it. My mum let us watch Neighbours but not Home and Away because that was too racy. Racy maybe. Which it was um, because Home and Away was PG rated. It was on at 7 o'clock and Home and Away in Australia, uh, Neighbours in Australia was on at 6.30 and rated G up until now, which is PG now. I still think Home and Away has a bit more trashy violence in it than Neighbours. Yeah. They tend to have those. Well, they've got the River Boys. Though. Yeah. Perhaps they're the Beach Boys. But <laughs> <laughs> you and we belong together. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the early 2000s I don't think has been kind to Home and Away. I think it. everyone's just like Alf and then a parade of supermodels and violence. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I thought Jodie Gordon was on it, but apparently she's not anymore. Well, she she's was, on yeah. Neighbours. She was beloved and I had a look at her um, her look when she got married on Home and Away, when Martha got married oh, to Jack. Of course, see, Home and Away, people are getting married when they're 16 on Home and Away. No, she was in her, like her early to mid-20s on Home and Away. Okay. She, was, she wasn't like a schoolgirl character. Mm. She was, I was going to say a cop, but no, that was a different attractive woman. Uh, Kate Ramsey now is a cop <laughs> on Home and Away, isn't she? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, she was like in her early 20s, which is Ellie's... Early 30s, I guess, like 31, 32. So you dipped out around the amnesia era, Lucy? Uh, Yeah, I think I I watched again for a while, you know, when I was free during my 20s. Definitely remember Kate Ramsey. So that was a bit later. And how much have you picked up just from hanging around me? I've picked up things like Aaron down the mines. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen him before? No. No. Well, he was down the mines, man. What do you think now that you've been introduced to the muscle man himself? I was trying to work out where he fit in with Chloe and Mark and stuff. So I was all a bit confused and trying to work out. What what did you work out about that dynamic? That they're brothers and sisters. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't realise that until Ellie said, I slept with your sister. (laughs) (laughs) Double bombshell. Yeah. Not just I slept with that girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, amazing. So briefly, we'll touch on the start of the week because I want to move on from had some heavy pod eps about RIP Sonia Rebecca. We had her more memorial service on Monday's episode. It's quite a lovely, quite true representation of that sort of event. People were in their lovely florals and. My favourite bit was when Callum got up to speak about his mum and he got all choked up and then Angie came up and was so lovely, wasn't she? She said some nice things about Sonia. It was nice, but I felt she could have given it another maybe 90 seconds before jumping up. Like he only just started struggling. Yep. And I thought maybe... But it's neighbours. It's only 22 minutes long, (laughs) Raya. Come on. I felt like going, give the kid a minute. (laughs) We can't. We don't have time. It's going to be an end break in a minute. He was doing some great acting uh, when he was just 
in the congregation as well, like knee shaking, trying yeah. not to cry. And, and considering that he's yeah. not an actor in his day-to-day life as well, he, he did a brilliant job. Is he actually coming back? Well, well he, he is an actor. He's just not a currently a working actor because yeah. he's a student. Like oh. he's a film school student. Yeah. I thought you were going to say because he's in Silicon Valley as well. <laughs> Sometimes oh, I do get confused. Oh, did you see how um, – yeah, because now Toad and Callum and the kids have gone off spur of the moment trip back to Silicon Valley with him via – Colac. <laughs> I assume he's flying out of Avalon then. Avalon Airport, not not D- direct flight to Silicon Valley. It's <laughs> yeah, it's not the um the main airport we fly out of here in Melbourne. Tullamarine is the main one. Mm. Avalon is if there's cheaper flights. <laughs> it's still a bloody long way from Melbourne. Yeah. I thought that was quite a nice choice. It is it going to be freaking frustrating though. We're sending off the grieving family. And then they're going to come back in a month and then they'll be cured of their grief, I guess, even though grief is with you forever. Oh, I just had a question about all that, actually. Of course. So Mark was so up, so upset by Sonia's death that he ran away. Why was he so upset? I mean, I would be upset too. Okay, so he was, he'd been a good friend of Sonia's for years um, and they, they had a lot of shared history. But um, the last time he saw Sonia, he brushed her off oh. and she wanted to talk to him about something. And he wanted, yeah. She wanted to talk to him about... Karen, fake D. <laughs> yeah. Fake fake D, possible and, real D. And he was actually rude to her, which he would normally never be rude to her, particularly okay. seeing she's so sick as well. Yeah. But what I do love is that Mark, and I know we separate them from the actors, but I feel like Scott McGregor's performance of Mark in the last like six months has given a lot of oomph to Mark, which means Mark has been approaching situations with a lot more emotional depth than I've ever seen from him before, which makes he, me like him more as a character. Yeah, I really felt like he was probably the best actor in the show. He was yeah. carrying it really strongly. Yeah. It was amazing. And I think fair enough, you're questioning getting married in two days after your friend's best mate's memorial. Yeah, it's mental. It doesn't happen. Particularly since they rushed the wedding date because the venue was available. It was like, oh, the venue's got an opening in three months. Let's do it. It's like On a Wednesday. It's free every Wednesday, love. (laughs) Come on. If you were that blasé about penciling it in, then you can be blasé about postponing it. It's not like Ma Brennan has got her frequent fly miles. She can fly any time. She catch the bloody overlander (laughs) over. What's that? Oh, that's the The train train. to Adelaide. (laughs) So Mark misses the memorial. Lucy, where has Mark gone to get away from it all? He's gone to Silverton, um, but he's staying in Broken Hill at the Lakeview Caravan Park, where I'm actually going to be staying in October. (laughs) (laughs) And this is why Lucy's here today. (laughs) Which is just completely random. We've been there before. Are you staying in a pop-top caravan? No, just a tent. Okay. Oh, wow. Firstly, remind me, where is Broken Hill exactly? It's in New South Wales, okay. close to the South Australian border. Something oh. Way out west in the outback. Yeah. It a, was a mining town. Uh, famous for their silver, actually. Yes. Ah, okay. It's all coming together. Yep. Um, actually, have you heard of the company BHP? Yep. Broken Hill Proprietary. Stop. Yep. Did not know that. There you go. So my family comes from Broken Hill. Ah. Oh. Yes. We are a mining family. Not my grandparents and my parents. I've only visited there a couple of times. Wow. Yeah. And what takes you back there? Is just a family holiday? Scattering my grandparents' ashes there. Oh. Yeah. So all, a lot of my cousins and stuff are all coming as well and we're going to have a bit of an outback trip. Lovely. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. We actually had a few questions over Twitter about were they in the bush or were, were they in the outback? And I'd suggest to anyone who doesn't know, check it out on Google Maps 
because the whole area is red and that's outback. Definitely outback. Definitely outback. Bush I've got familiarity with because my grandparents ran holiday cabins in the Otways in Johanna, which is bush. Look how bloody red that whole surrounding area is. It's the outback. It's arid. So, yeah, the bush. There's trees. There's trees. And, like, my my grandparents were in, like, rainforest territory. From what I've read, we instinctively know what the bush is in comparison to the outback. But you can grow crops in the bush. So it's, yeah, arable kind of soil there, whereas nothing grows in the outback. Now, it seems to me that Silverton is known for having film crews through there to portray it as a classic outback town. It's pretty much what it is these days. Yeah. It used to be a mining town and a railway town, but then... Broken Hill was bigger. I actually thought when they were at that caravan, I thought that was just Nana Wadding. Like they were at the back lot. I would have thought that too, but then I saw this, recognised the name. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Lakeview or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Mark, I was a little bit confused because Mark's a neat freak on the show, but there were like scattered bottles and cans underneath his mm-hmm. chair. I reckon he would have got out the bloody Mr. Sheen and done the caravan before he, he touched any surface. Or has he let himself go so much that he's just oh, so um, messy on holiday? I just feel like Silverton's a really odd place to go on witness protection, which is which is why he went back there. Yeah, can you explain to Lucy and to me because I couldn't figure out how Aaron, his brother, put the pieces together to end up there to find him. He got onto Pipes, who's Toadie's PA, and she looked through the files because he, Toady, fought to get Detmec back on the police force. And there was something in there about where he'd lived while he was on witness protection. Is that Pipes really shouldn't have been snooping around the confidential files, but sure. Well, it was during the um, memorial service as well. So Aaron Dundermines just went off for a casual drive up to Silverton, which is a casual over nine hour drive. Nine hours, yeah. Yep. Lucy, how are you planning to get there? And what's, what's your like agenda to get there? Uh, we'll stop overnight in Mildura. We've got young children, so we can't just push through like Aaron did. I thought that was a very bad uh, demonstration of road trip behaviour from Aaron. Like, David was very worried. His husband was right to be worried to say, you're going to kill yourself. Like, stop and have a break and have a sleep. Not, it is. You, for nine hours, you'd want to have at least, if not someone to share the driving with, someone beside you, I think. Also, it wasn't nine hours because, so he left right after the memorial. So say he left at like six o'clock or something like that. He rang Aaron at daybreak, which is like 12 hours later. So he could have just said to, to David, I had a nap for three hours. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And then it would be safe practice. He, he probably could have flown to Broken Hill as well. <laughs> I don't understand why he needed to act like he'd rushed it for nine hours. Yeah. When, uh, when Chloe called him to tell him to not go and find his brother, he said, yeah, I'm on my way. I'm making good time actually. But he was clearly just on like the Western Ring Road with those Big walls either side of the freeway, <laughs> not somewhere in the middle of the outback. Mate, yeah. mate I left like 45 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making great time. I missed peak hour. Okay, so let's take a minute for Chelly. Hashtag Chelly. Chloe, Ellie hooked up Friday night on the wines. Chloe's madly in love with her brother's fiance. What a great time <laughs> to be the second saddest bitch in Aaronsara. <laughs> An embarrassment of riches for that young lady. Why wouldn't you? That's what I want to say. Chloe's offering herself up, go for it. What a great catch. Oh, yeah, you'd sleep with Chloe. You wouldn't sleep with Ellie, though. <laughs> Jesus. Like, that's – she's too vapid. So they have a, a beautiful night together that we get to see in a little flashback that I thought was very generous of the production to show. They usually shy away from that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, when they showed them waking up in the sheets together, I thought it was going to be that classic. There's that new um, 
Rebel Wilson movie on Netflix where she is in a romantic comedy. She hits her head or whatever and, you know, la-da-da, she's in the romantic comedy world. And whenever she goes to try and have sex with Liam's, Liam Hemsworth, yeah, of course. suddenly it goes, and it's the morning and there's they're in the sheets and he comes out <laughs> of the shower and it's like, oh, what a great night we had. <laughs> and so then she just keeps on trying to sleep with him, but that just keeps on happening. <laughs> Amazing. And I think I saw on online that Jodie and Asta and April Pengilly actually went to the writing team they and asked. <laughs> no, they were, they're not method. They actually approached the writing team when they read the script that just said they kiss, cut to next minute, they wake up in the sheets. And they went back and said, look, this has been such a build-up and has such an f- online following. It's We're cheating them if we don't show them anything else. So then they went and added in that flashback. Apparently. Is this the first woman-on-woman sex scene? scene? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, we saw Steph Scully and Victoria from the IVF clinic in bed together in the um, dive motel. Uh, of course, nothing, Steph. Nothing says romance like that dive motel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steph, bloody pioneer of Ramsey Street, didn't come down for a good mate's funeral, so she's dead to us. I don't care that they asked the actor. The actor's not on the show. Steph's on the show. Did she they ask Carla Bonner and she didn't come? Oh, she wasn't available, apparently. She's What's she doing? I, she's, she's running something up Sorry. in Sydney. <laughs> they could have – things they could have said. This is my my theory, my head canon. Maybe she was in Legally Blonde. <laughs> That'd be interesting casting. <laughs> my head canon is that Steph, who struggles with her mental health, was devastated by the loss of her friend. She was in the Blue Mountains loony bin. Well, she proactively, so she wouldn't go off the rails, checked herself into a mental health facility in the Blue Mountains? For some treatment. Hope, I don't know if she can afford Blue Mountains fancy well, clinic. Old mate could go yeah. there, so surely <laughs> Nanny. Yeah. So yeah. maybe she's gone to visit Nanny in the Blue Mountains. She could see ahead and thought, I don't want to be a liability here to my kids or whichever kids around and I'm going to go and look after my mental health and that's why I'm not in Melbourne. Or she could be in um, Fiji. Yeah, because Eddie Maguire's son. Her, Charlie? Charlie, her son. Lives in Fiji. So and yeah, another option is she's in Fiji visiting her kid. Does she have kids in the current neighbours? Yeah, so Eddie Maguire's son. Oh, not not actually starring on the show at the moment, but oh, okay. they exist. They yeah, exist. yeah, I knew she had them that exist, but I, did, I thought maybe mm. one of them was that I just watched and I Well, it'd be quite realize. feasible that that yeah. would happen, but yeah, yeah. No, no. Maybe down the line, little Adam will come back Pop in. Up. Aaron down the mines is in. He's in the mining town. He's in his home territory. Yeah. Not down the mines, though. He's above the mines. <laughs> Aaron above the mines. But he's doing my favourite recurring trope of his when he's looking for someone or something and he's going to a destination and checking behind every landmark. Mm. He's done it in Paris. He's, he looked behind all four pillars of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, and the Arc de Triomphe. Not, no, no one's here. You're not screwed. <laughs> you go to Paris. You go up the Arc de Triomphe. <laughs> up Notre Dame. He could have looked around with binoculars from top of the Eiffel Tower. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, he, you can't see my hand movement. He went to Broken Hill. No, he went. He went to Silverton, which is twenty five k's out of Broken Hill. And Lucy, where was he looking for his brother? He checked the the pub and the cafe, didn't he? Yeah, he knocked. And then he, they closed the cafe door in his face. Then he knocked. We don't in. serve your type around here. <laughs> he knocked on the door of the museum, the art gallery. Right. Imagine if you'd open right. the art gallery and Mark's just browsing the local wares. <laughs> He's going. Oh, I'm going to get some, you know, hand thrown art, hand pottery. <laughs> They've got a street in here. Actually, um, that area is who lives uh, there. Um, Pro Hart? Hart is from Broken in oh, Broken Hill. Oh, Mr. Hart, what yeah. a mess! Yeah. You're gonna like this, Vaya. When we went to Broken Hill when I was a child back in 1986, 
Mum and Dad bought a Pro Heart. They've got one at home. There you go. Uh, Oh, Mr. Heart, What a Mess is a classic catch cry. It was an ad campaign in the late 80s, early 90s. Carpet. Carpet. Yeah, right. Carpet. Carpet cleaner. I think, I don't know. I think it was that no, was, oh, was it the actual carpet. Stainmaster carpet. All oh, right, okay. It wasn't a very good ad because we only remember the catchphrase. I remember. But I remember the pasta all over. Yeah. But do you remember yeah. the brand of carpeting? I think it was Stainmaster. Okay. I'm gonna okay. Google that. This is who I am. And we'll share the link. <laughs> yeah, we, so, look, we could describe it, but you may as well just see it yeah. for yourself. And what was Pro Heart doing? He it was, was cr- creating art by throwing um, food onto the carpet. Yeah. And then someone. An ethnic His old cleaner. lady, an yeah. ethnic cleaner. They, they are in the past. <laughs> Me, in a sketch comedy character, comes in and says, oh, Mr. Hart, what a mess. And <laughs> forever kids and adults would say that whenever there was a mess in any room. Iconic Australian ad. Yes. Up there with G or G, G or. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad drop of red there. When Pro Hart saw DuPont stain master carpet, he really took to it. What do you reckon, Rembrandt? <laughs> Oh, Mr. Hart, what a mess! <laughs> so, okay, Mark's in the gallery buying a Pro Heart original. I think Pro Heart's dead now as well. So he's only going to go up. Yeah. Aaron finds him, talks him into coming back. And then coincidentally, he's found his witness protection file and in that file is a letter from his late ex-fiancee, Kate Ramsey. Yeah, where did he find the witness protection file? Or was that what Piper found? Okay, right. I guess instead of just telling him where she thinks Mark's hiding out, she just handed gave over him the entire gave file. Gave him the whole envelope. How about shitty old Toad not passing on that letter to Mark? Yeah, that's... Yeah. We knew Toadie was a pretty bad lawyer. Yeah. Because... Well, clearly, he hasn't won a case yeah. in a very long time. But we didn't realise he was negligent and just not opening... <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> we didn't realise he wasn't negligent. How many of his clients were falsely imprisoned. Yeah, but we didn't know he was actually just not even doing basic admin like opening mail address to his clients. (laughs) Ineffective assistance of counsel. And obviously the fiance, Kate, wasn't reading the letter out because she's on home and away now. I'm so so disappointed by that. (laughs) So Aaron narrated the letter to Mark and it was clearly very well-timed saying, go and even if one of us is dead, go and keep loving and move on. So he. The cat got shot, didn't she? Yeah, man. There was no blood. Where did she get shot? Goodbye. Murder Rotunda. Uh-huh. Some oh, goon. Right. Was it related to Paul? I can't even remember. Oh, it, look, it was a joyous day in Nurinsborough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor old Marky Mark. Aaron hauls him back down. He realises he ran away because he's scared of losing someone again, which, fair enough, where, given where he lives. Seeing Toddy loose on you brought up everything that I felt when I lost Kate. Everyone that I love dies. I'm scared that Ellie's going to be ripped away from me. But, you know, he has been engaged twice since then. So it's not like he was afraid of losing his heart. So his his previous engagement was to Paige, a.k.a. Olympia Valance. Ah. And they were due to get married. She um, she even had a dress sent over to her by her mother, Gina Liano, from Singapore. Great stunt casting. getting ready, all in the dress in the backyard of Droz's house. And then Mark turns up to arrest her on their wedding day. (gasps) What for? Well, she's in the wedding dress. She was hiding stolen goods in her dad's shed. Because she was trying to raise money to pay for the damn wedding. She was oh. trying to cover up, um, like Tyler was crying and she was trying to help him cover it yeah. up. So Tyler being Mark's brother as well. Oh. Who we'll get to in a moment. Oh, he Mark. arrested her Cold. on their wedding day. She's in the oh. wedding dress. And his cop <gasps> cop workmates are like, mate, we've got this. We'll, you don't have to arrest your bride. We'll do it. Oh, we could do it tomorrow. <laughs> she's not like out there... 
do it in two hours? <laughs> she wasn't a murderer. She wasn't running in bloody drugs ring or something. It was. Con- she had some stereos in the shed. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was piss poor. And to be honest, that has completely ruined Mark's character for me for life now. Because mm-hmm. you can't come back from that. Yeah. Now he's back. It's but meanwhile. Chloe is trying to get Ellie to cancel all the wedding plans. The wedding's tomorrow. Of course you should cancel it. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. And she's like, do you want me to help? Like, I can call the florist or what do you want me to do here? (laughs) Ellie, for all intents and purposes, was going to turn into Miss Havisham. Yes! She was going to have, like, the full wedding banquet there. She's going to be completely dressed up, wedding cake, flowers and all, in 30 years' time covered in dust. We get to the day of the wedding and Mark finds Ellie she's in tears and I gotta say she's shed more tears about Mark skipping town on her wedding than Toadie did when his bloody wife died in his arms <laughs> but some of them were guilt tears probably over Chloe and <laughs> I guess it was a lot he I don't know talks around and what would you say to that if you groom who jilted you the previous day and said nuts over would, what would you say I would say realistically I'd say we need to let's go and talk to a therapist yeah we, we rushed this date to begin with. Let's just put it off for another couple of months and I'll wear, we'll wear the cost. Absolutely. I'll oh. take on some private tutoring. That's very reasoned because I, I think I'd be like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Fuck your brother. Fuck your sister. And your mother too. <laughs> I mean, it's a volatile time. They've lost a friend. People grieve in different ways. She didn't give a shit that he was grieving. Oh, she, look, she was already jealous of Kate Ramsey's corpse, wasn't yeah. she? She was cracking it because he was visiting Kate's graveside when he should have been at the reception venue checking it out. Um, but also, what do you need to check out a week before? Isn't it all locked and loaded? The Trinity College boathouse. <laughs> That's what it looked like to me. Oh, you don't know. Oh, it, no, no. It it's was not? No. It's oh. actually the venue, it turns out to be, is um, Carousel. Oh, on, on what's Al- that? On, on Albert Park, Park Lake. Oh, I thought it was onto the onto the Yarra. Ah, uh, no, no, there was the the oh. city was too far in the background. Okay, all right. And Kate and I have crunched some numbers because you know who got married there? Who? Chris and Rebecca Judd got oh. married there. Yeah. Oh my god! Star footballer. They're like our posh and becks, basically. And again, a reference to sister podcast Buddy Watch. We've been enjoying playing for keeps over there, which has a lot of neighbours alum, and. Chris Judd and back then Rebecca Twigley, his model uh, bride, were like, yeah, the it and a bit celebrity couple. And that, how long after that wedding did you say they were paying it off, Kate? Seven years later, they were still paying off their wedding. Whoa. Yeah. And as she said in this article, it was pre-Instagram, so she, she didn't get a lot of stuff comped for it. <laughs> so, yeah, Vayer and I looked up the pricing <gasps> strategy on that. And we how many of... days of Eve? Oh, fuck. <sighs> I've got to defer to the Neighbours Council to crunch those numbers. But what did we, what did we decide? There was maybe there was, what, about 40 guests at that wedding? Didn't seem like the biggest wedding, but it wasn't small. Sensible, yeah. sensible. Yeah. Firstly, I've got to say we found Chloe's dress on um, Thurley's website and it's a like a $700 dress. But we also found the link on the iconic fashion website and it was down to like 250 So she's got a bag there. Okay, so we're assuming... There was about 40 guests there. Also, it was a Wednesday. They don't well, actually have a price list for Wednesdays. Well, well, let's just say it wasn't Wednesday. Let's say it's a Friday. Friday. Let's pretend yeah. it's they're being yeah. true to life. So it's obviously cheaper than having a Saturday, Saturday wedding. Yeah. Just for the venue itself, having the wedding there, having the reception there. And firstly, I've got to say, it's $170 per person. Plus, you but, have to pay an extra price to have the, the ceremony and 
security is mandatory there as well. Usually they have probably A to C list celebrities get married yeah. there. So you're looking at 9300 alone to the venue, plus you're paying for the wedding dress, the bridesmaids' dresses, hair and makeup, suits, flowers, DJ and a photographer. I assume Suze is throwing in a freebie for the yeah, she's, celebrant work. She's a relative, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah she's, she's Ellie's auntie. auntie. Ellie's yeah, aunt. yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl would love that. As soon as Susan got qualified, he's like, sweet, our present to the couple forever is you doing the ceremony. And that wedding, that wedding dress could have been four grand or more, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. So they're at least looking conservatively 20 to 25 grand for that wedding. And I didn't see a photographer there. They, they would they have were, had to have been one. Aaron was taking selfies. Yeah, that's with 40 people there, if we're being downplaying it. There was those two girls standing either side of the aisle. Yeah, like, the, 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 waiter, the wait staff yeah. from the venue were just acting as ushers. I wonder if they were filming it and they thought this looks a bit boring. Sparse. Let's just put these people here. Just they should really strange. They should have put Ma Brennan. Brennan? Brennan? Also, you know who, who wasn't there? Old mate Liz... People oh, from yeah. home and away. She didn't get out. Was she in the nut house as well? I can't remember. No. Deb Lawrence, I think, you know, she just took some time out to herself. It is actually. Classic Liz to not to come to her daughter's wedding. Flake out. They've had a tumultuous relationship. Oh, hang on. Was she even invited? She wasn't invited to the engagement and she cracked mm. the shits over that because she was down for Christmas yeah, and then look, cracked I th- it. I think it's probably fair to just go no non-contact on that one then. Amazing. Mm. But that would have been all right if we had Ma Brennan and Ma Liz either side. Mm. Now, at the moment, Ellie's unemployed. Mm-hmm. Mark's just come back into the police force as a constable. Where are they getting the money for to pay for this wedding? I'm going to assume... Mark's bent. Basic Ellie has gone, I'm increasing my credit card limit. Definitely. And we'll just charge Whatever it. Whatever it takes. Yeah. Because yeah. she's a basic-ass bitch. And she, I think... All she wants to do is get that ring on that finger, have the hot husband, update her Instagram, her Facebook. I reckon she changed it to Ellie Brennan before the ink was dry on the marriage certificate. Like, Get get a baby into that the stocky cot that they've got. The round one? Yes. Have they got one? They've got one, yeah. He, he had one for his previous expecting child, expectant oh. child. and I'm, Very expensive to he, buy the sheets for those. And I think mm. he was going to like give it to Paige when she had a baby. I think when she moved in. Oh, yeah. So she after sold, the, it on, sold it on the Facebook marketplace. Yeah. Holds its value like your prams. <laughs> mm. Yeah, Kate's Kate's proud of her prams. Oh, have you seen have you seen the cot though that we have? No. Look at the Kate's got a beautiful cot. Well. No, no, I've got the Incy um, rose gold one. Oh, it is beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. I've got an IKEA cot. <laughs> I love those IKEA cots though. No. That's just very handy because we've attached it to the side of the bed. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to hack a nice yeah. fancy cot. Yeah. He, okay, here's where we are. Down the aisle, everyone looks a million bucks. B scrubs up all right. Ellie's sister. Oh, yeah. Pippa Middleton. <laughs> yes. That's, in, who, that's who I know her as. <laughs> everyone in white, which is maybe on trend since Kate Middleton's wedding. Yeah, possibly. And I, I, I like it. It's I really like... on trend to be in different different style dresses as well. Mm. Yeah. Yes. I, I like the aesthetic of it, of everyone being in white. I've been a bridesmaid once for my best mate, Joe, and we were all in different styles of dress. Not white ones, but we were, all had sequins on our dresses and... We got to pick them and I got mine from ASOS. And Lucy, your bridesmaids were in different dress styles. Yeah, they were all in floral and in all that sort of 50s style dress, but um, they chose their own. And actually Lucy's wedding I bring up a lot because I loved 
the reception, which was in your aunt's backyard. Yeah. And it was lovely. There were fairy lights and everyone brought – there was a table of cakes. Everyone made a cake. And pies, cakes and pies. Oh, and yeah. it was just a really – You made a cake, didn't you? Yeah, back when I could eat gluten. I, yeah. made, I think I made a cake. Yeah. yeah. It was – I think it was a coffee cake. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, it was one of the last times I had gluten, but mm. – <laughs> Sad times. But I love the simplicity of it because it was – it just – proves that you can have a really beautiful magical event without having to go to Chris Judd's bloody with, de- with de- thanks, pit. Just note with thanks to my aunties who did an incredible amount of work to have it that simple. <laughs> of course. Because <laughs> yeah. same with my mate Joe's wedding. We yeah. had it in a little bar, but I was like, I was gluing book pages to Makona jars to make centerpieces. <laughs> and you um, borrowed from me for that wedding some vintage um, packing cases I had. Oh, well, that's right. Did I give them back to you? Yeah. Oh. They're still at the bar. (laughs) But in Neighbours, they didn't have time to do all that DIY. It was a rush job, wasn't it? I mean, there is a lot to be said for outsourcing Mm. because that takes away a lot of the blood, sweat and tears. I I had my mum make, I think, about 300 metres, literally, of um, bunting. Wow. Wow. We have got a lot of bunting still left at home. And me and my husband both, like, cut out the fabric for it. But by God, that, that poor woman with her sewing machine, she did a wow. lot of... Tweet. Well, you can use it for every kid's birthday party from now oh, on. Oh, my daughter's first balloons birthday. balloons are out of fashion. It was beautiful. We'll have to dig it out because it's coming up for baby um, baby Harold's <laughs> first birthday's coming up soon. <laughs> baby Harold. Yeah, oh, yeah. Baby Harold made magic. Actually, Lucy, you've got two little boys. We've got to pick neighbours-related names for them oh. to protect their identities on this podcast. Oh, cool. So right. if you've got any boy names from the neighbours... Archives. All I can think of is Natalie and Brilliant. <laughs> CJ's got baby Lou. Billy and Lance. Yeah, cool. That's perfect because um, Lucy's boys are quite like Hemsworth level attractive young toddlers. They look like baby Hemsworths. Yeah. Well, Lance wasn't very attractive. <laughs> well, you get to choose who carries each name. <laughs> I'm not going to share which one's. Um, yeah, one of them's got inner beauty. Um, <laughs> No, they're like just... They're both beautiful. Yeah, they, pho- they photograph very well. All your kids, actually. All the nabubs, all the nabubs take a great picture, which is, of course, all that matters in life. Okay. Now, bridesmaids. So then Chloe comes down the aisle looking like she's about to have a nervous breakdown. Slash walk the runway at Fashion Week. She looks stunning. She looked exactly like walking the runway. She actually, April, is a model by, okay. by day. Like right. her previous... I'm not surprised. Yeah. yeah, her previous life was modelling work. And then Ellie came down the aisle and... To the shock of everybody there, she had her shoulders covered. Yeah, Ellie's usually partial to a cold shoulder top. Mm. Not on her wedding day. Oh, interesting. I thought, actually thought her dress was quite conservative yes. for, yeah. for what Ellie's style has been shown as. And when you compare it to her home and away dress where she went strapless. She's a bit older now. She's a bit older, but that was the, the dress she did wear was beautiful. So there we go. I did love her hair, her half up, half down, soft curl, romantic hairstyle. But it didn't really go. The bridesmaids had the chic piled up on top of their head buns. Chloe had a up thing the entire episode. Every like, does she always do that? No, she's usually pony. She's usually ponytail. She's been wearing ever since the day before and up to the day before the wedding. She's been wearing that bun on top of the head, half up, half down style. Yeah, and then she had it sort of like wrapped up with flowers for um, Sonia's funeral. Mm. Yeah. While we're talking hair and sparrow, (laughs) I'm sick of that soft curl thing they do on all of them. Our friend Sammy 
has pointed it out that everyone on that show. Sammy's normally on wig watch on Neighbours. Yeah, she's our hairdresser friend and she points out that all the women with the long hair have that same curly, wavy Mm. look, which is gorgeous, but completely takes me out of the scene because it means I'm there thinking it's the day before Ellie's wedding. She's put on a nice dress. She's put a soft curl in her hair while she's tearing her hair out wondering where her groom (laughs) is over a muesli. It's, it's, It's not realistic. No, I, I didn't like um, Mama Brennan's hair. Ma, Ma Brennan. Ma Brennan? <laughs> yeah. I just felt it looked like, like mine does right now, which is just shampooed but not blow-dried, just a bit frizzy. <laughs> she, she literally yeah. got off the plane from Adelaide. Thanks for lifting a finger for your son's wedding. She, where was yeah. she? Cutting up bunting. Nowhere. Classic Ma Brennan. <laughs> Greek wedding, you've got people putting bubonieris together. Like, did, did she used to be a regular? No, no, she's a guestie. She's a fly-in, fly-out FIFO guest. She looks um, like a poor man, Susan. <laughs> Where was Tyler Brennan, Kate? Uh, in his Thai prison cell. I think the Bangkok Hilton, technically. So there, are there four Brennan kids? Yes. Three good-looking boys and one good-looking girl. Stereotypically good-looking, I'll add. Um, um, well, Tyler's technically his dad wasn't a Brennan. He's half Brennan. But he, he grew up with the Brennan dad anyway. Mm-hmm. In order of age, Mark... Aaron, Chloe, or could be, Tyler. Yeah, could sure be Chloe, Chloe, Aaron. Yeah. But Chloe and Aaron are the closest in terms of they get along the best together, mm. I think. Until now since Aaron's been like slut-shaming her for lusting after her brother's fiancé. And I've got to say, there's a lot of people up in arms I see online about, oh, she's cheating, she's a cheater, she's a horrible cheater. I don't care about cheating. I do not care. We can all love a lot of people. Would you care if it happened to you? <laughs> like, but you talk about it. If yeah, it happened yeah. to me, uh, we would talk about it. I think nah, it, <laughs> no. If if you're you got to value yourself more. Vanya. If your sister slept with your okay, your that's husband. different. Yeah, that is, no, this it, it's a really that messed up situation. Sharing sibling lovers is the weirdest situation I've ever heard of, and it happens every second month. Tyler Brennan went through all the the, the Willis girls. Yeah, Paige went out with. Mark and Tyler. Lucy had a question for me over text. You yeah. asked me, what has Paul's son done to Rebecca Almaloglu? Yes. Kate, would you like to fill, fill in those gaps for Lucy? He's rooted her. <laughs> what? Yeah, so the tall, good-looking Does twin. Does Paul know? Yeah, they were living together. What? They were a couple. Yeah, they are. So, um, yeah, Paul. Is he like 21? I think he's 31. Is Rebecca Almaloglu his stepmother? No, no. So what happened was uh, eventually she will be. Paul has always lusted after Tarage, pined after her. And they did, in fact, have sex on what we later called the jizz couch. They've had flings. They've they've been together more than once. But Paul, Leo and Tarage all worked together closely in Lassiter's. Mm -hmm. Then Leo and Tarage developed an attraction for each other, which they hid for a long time from Paul. Then it all came out and Paul lost his brain. And then he vowed to get revenge on them all and then... Then after a while, Tarage realised that, nah, she was actually attracted to Paul in the end. And yeah, so ditch the son, go back to the dad. Wow. Son went off his gourd, trashed the joint. Got drunk on a six-pack. <sighs> trashed the joint, screamed the street mm-hmm. down. Is now that he- what they're referring to when they say, oh, we're still dealing with the fallout actually, of what you did? Or I, have to, I have to find, oh, we should have videotaped that moment because it's just exactly like Mel's reaction. Lucy's reaction's like Mel when Leo's standing at the front gate yelling up to Paul and to rage on their veranda. What would he say? I love you. She was my love and you stole her from me, Dad. Yeah, something like that. And like Chloe's girlfriend's just like, what? She did like like a triple take. (laughs) That's your father. 
it's just getting a little bit gross because my partner has siblings and I just can't ever say I fancied his sister. I can't ever go, you know what, I'm going to go there because it's gross. It's gross. I just don't fathom. It's a terrible betrayal. Not even the betrayal aspect, just the icky factor. It is. And, like, particularly they broke up that day, basically. So it's it's like, no, you're not on a break. Well, te- on a technicality, you are on a break. No, not <laughs> if you break up that day. Thanks, Ross. What's wrong with you? All of them. So Chloe had, had historically been into Ellie before. Yes, yeah, since before yeah. Christmas. Okay. And she is a... Since before Christmas, which was, what, three months yeah. ago. And it, she is a canon bisexual on the show, which mm-hmm. is refreshing to see. Ellie... Is not Ellie's not. not. Which I want. I wish they had spent more time on what appears to be Ellie's first time with a woman because I think that's yeah. monumental, and she would want to have a chat about it with Annie Sue's. I knew you and Chloe were close, but I had no idea that you were attracted to her. How long have you had feelings for Chloe? I don't. Not like that. It's really hard to explain. I was thinking that Chloe was going to go a bit crazy after this and sort of try and ruin the marriage. And is that the sort of character that Chloe yeah, is? Chloe, everyone loves Chloe. Well, okay. no, we love Chloe. The online community's really turned on Chloe because oh. I think Chelly has played out in a not a great way. Okay. So I've seen a lot of hatred for Chloe for ruining her brother's love, whatever. Who cares? Because I felt like she came across as being a bit too innocent, like, oh, why don't you want to talk to me about it? And trying to speak to her at every moment and stuff. And I feel like she was just going to go single white female about the whole thing. It is insensitive of Ellie to not at least talk to her about it. Yeah. But I mean, also like I could see, understand that she was incredibly cut up right now. And she's also trying to get a wedding off the ground in a few hours. Everyone's stressed before that. Yeah. Getting back to the wedding. In the wedding party, there were two bridesmaids, Bea and Chloe, and one groomsman who was Aaron down the mines. Oh. Which and, there was, and there was no explanation for if there was someone else missing, like if Sonia, rest in peace, was slated to be his other groom's person. And his brother Tyler just wasn't here for some reason. It's done a Chappelle. <laughs> I commented that I thought it was weird that the wedding party was imbalanced like that. And then we just had a flood of tweets from UK viewers who were all like, why is that weird? I think um, it happens more and more these days. I've had friends who have been stressed out because they wanted to have more friends than their husband husband yeah. to be wanted to have and it had to be equal. But from what I understand from a lot of UK weddings, they're actually the format is different to what we do in Australia. So what happens here is you have the actual ceremony somewhere and all your guests come to that. So you've got your, your groom and say your two groomsmen behind him at the, the head of the aisle. Then the bride comes down and well the bridesmaids come down, you've got the two of them plus the bride standing at the front. So it's like it's quite symmetrical, isn't it? And then after the ceremony, then they pair up again and follow the bride and groom down the aisle. When I looked at B and Chloe there, I thought, oh, poor B hasn't got a date. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, she just kind of felt like a shag on a rock up the front. It didn't feel balanced when you aesthetically look at it from the crowd. And I, it was weird considering neither of them wanted to be Ellie's bridesmaid at various points. So I don't know why she was fighting so hard to have two. Yeah. So then the DJ or whoever, the MC, announces the um, maid of honour and the best man. They, they usually kind of walk in together. Or... Yeah, so they'd be like, welcome, Chloe, uh, sister of the groom, and Aaron down the mines, and brother of the, the groom. groom. Which is kind of weird. You wouldn't normally pair a brother and sister on that, would you? Like, it just feels kind of weird. I just don't like weddings in general. No offence. Um, <laughs> I'm all for 
chopping and changing format wherever you, people can. When I, the last wedding I was at, I was chatting to an English woman I used to work with and she was explaining at weddings she's been to before, the ceremony happens and I will totally be corrected by our listeners here, not many people come to the ceremony. Oh. And then you have like a, a wedding breakfast afterwards. So it's kind of small amount of people there. And a wedding breakfast sounds Wedding fun. breakfast. Anything that there's yeah. food. <laughs> it's not an actual breakfast time breakfast. It's Can like it? it's, it's like a, oh. a lunch type thing. You can't get a full English. Then they have a huge party that night where everybody comes to. Oh, fun. Oh. I so, feel like in Australia we would sometimes have an open invite to the ceremony. Yes. But yep. limit the reception that yeah. you have to pay for. Exactly. I, I went to one of my teacher's ceremonies. Like we all knew the timing and we all just went to the church and didn't go and I was almost going to go actually before I met Kate there was a bit of talk about going to your ceremony but it was at the beach a couple of hours away so it was down where we thought like Sonia died yeah, exactly. as well yeah which is um, which I would have been fine with I was yeah, happy with people just, to come along it's just yeah, a bit yeah. of a logistical yeah trickiness but it is often open invite come to the church and then piss off for the yeah, wedding because yeah. it's $170 a head <laughs> but I feel like in Australian weddings we just have all these more occasions where you need the symmetry of having the equal wedding party and often the photos are spread out like that as well yeah but I do think now that same-sex marriage is legalized in Australia we are going to see a lot of breaks from convention and we saw it with Aaron and David's wedding like they didn't have the typical lineup you know what I thought was weird actually considering Mark's bond with Nelly that Nellie wasn't like a flower girl there. Oh, my God. I welled up. I nearly just welled up. That would have been so beautiful. Mm. I mean, I guess her mum just died, so she's probably not in prime flower girl territory. But she loves to dress up in a fancy dress. I actually, going back to bridesmaids, I only had, I had my matron of honour, but then I had all my nieces and nephews as the flower children. Oh, that's Kate. Sweet, that was five Very of them. Kate Middleton as well. <laughs> That was the only time I was ever a flower girl as a, mm. as a kid was when someone invited all the children to be flower Aww. girls. And my parents were like, yeah, you got to be a flower girl. I'm like, but really, did I? Well, child of multiple divorces here, this is shedding light onto why I'm not so into marriage, but I was a flower girl for my mum. I was a flower girl for my dad. I was a flower so girl lucky. for Greek cousins. And Do you still have the dresses? Um, I think they're somewhere. They were, yeah. I think yeah. They were very eighties taffeta. Yeah. Like lots of taffeta. My mum's. I love the one I wore at my mum's wedding. It was like a blue velvet top wow. with like blue puffy shoulders, deep rich organza, blue, organza navy shoulders. blue. No, these were all velvet. Mm. And then it was a puffy taffeta, like royal blue skirt that puffed out, and a little sequined brooch of a little I, blue. You're going to have to put this wow. up on the neighbours council. Oh, sure, we'll do. And the one for my dad's was white. Lots of flower girls at Greek weddings wear like puffy white dresses. Oh, and, like a first um, communion style. Almost, yeah. And um, one I wore for my cousins was purple taffeta. It was, that was proper. And I had my hair braided and it was just proper eight, like late 80s, early 90s. Maybe if Lucy and Kate don't mind, we can share some, a photo of your, from your weddings. Yeah, sure. Or I could uh, upload a picture of when I was a bridesmaid for my sister in the late 90s. Oh, wait, I've been a bridesmaid for my sister. Sorry, There we go. All right, let's everyone, we'll upload our bridesmaids photos. I want to see if I like, because we talked about Lucy's bridesmaids picking their own dresses. So it'd be cool to see a photo of those girls. So Ellie staggers down the aisle. We get a bit of blurred vision happening, which she should have gone straight to the hospital about, because that's what Sonia suffered before she died. (laughs) But yeah, Ellie Ellie was like classic Julia Roberts runaway bride. (laughs) Well, she runs up the aisle. They tie the knot. She didn't look thrilled during the process. Granted, some people get nervous, but she's a teacher. She's used to public speaking. And then Ellie can't make it through cocktail hour, which says a lot. Yeah, I know. The woman's got like a bloody cast iron liver as well. 
Ellie's crying off to the side on a, on a bench, I think. And Mark comes over, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? And eventually, uh, through many tears, she yells out, I slept with your sister. <laughs> and first she goes, I cheated on you, which is a weird, oh, like, yeah. it's such a yeah, yeah. TV thing to say or a high school thing to say. I cheated on you. Hey, I'm your husband now. You should be able to tell me anything. <gasps> I cheated on you. I slept with your sister. I rooted your sister. <laughs> you, she yeah. could have eased him into that. She could have said, I've been unfaithful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've done something terrible. We were technically on a break, but sure. I thought you were coming back. Yeah. yeah. No. That's true. Yeah, he didn't give her an RSVP as to when he was coming back. <laughs> yeah. But the reception, I guess, is going on in the background. Were they planning on photos? Were they planning on a honeymoon? Well, yeah, because um, Carl came over and said, hey, guys, you come and have the photos. And that's when she ran off. Yeah. Carl's uh, jacket was done up at that point and it was too tight. One of my favourite shots was when in the following episode where everyone that they could uh, schedule for the cast was lined up in a row. On the bridge. Was it, was it like a bridge thing? Balcony, Balcony or something. Yeah. Overlooking the couple having their heart-wrenching yeah. Moment. But they obviously couldn't hear because after that everyone was saying, what happened? What happened? Yeah, what a great scandal to watch at a wedding. Sorry, I've just yeah. been looking up the price card for the carousel. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon they would have sprung for an extra 12 bucks per head for a five hours spirit package? Oh, Ali would have insisted. Yeah. Although maybe Ma Brennan wanted to keep it classy and just do wines because she's a sophisticate from the Barossa Valley. So I'll tell you what, when you're planning a wedding and you see figures like that, you're like, people had better be getting bloody smashed for this. Well, I think Carl, he was ready to take advantage. He's like, come get the photos. We're going to hit the bar. (laughs) I don't understand why she couldn't wait. I would be, the calculator in my brain would be going, if I was having a meltdown right at that moment, because the most expensive stuff hasn't happened yet. Like... The ceremony is the cheap bit. <laughs> Especially when you just use your auntie as a celebrant. <laughs> also, Susan had amazing sleeves both times when she was a celebrant. Was At she... Sonia's memorial, she had this sort of like, I felt like it was meant to be priest-like. Uh, it was coming straight down and then her arms came out below the bit that came well, straight. I don't know how to There describe. was some speculation that she'd borrowed Teraja's cape kit. To rage gets That's about what it. it was like. Okay. <laughs> she was wearing a jacket slash cape that she was playing cards in one day with Paul just to lounge about the living Sitting room. Sitting on the floor in their lounge room. Yeah, yeah. They were both in full business attire. <laughs> and then at the wedding, Susan had more traditional sleeves but with like a dangly bit at the bottom. Also busy week for Sue's. Funeral Monday, wedding by the end of the week and school. School principal 100% of the time. Nine to five. School's still on. Like it's not holidays. Oh, it's school yeah. term. And that's like, how is Ellie having a weekday wedding? Yeah, we- the school where I worked, um, you weren't allowed to have time off to have your honeymoon or anything like that. Oh, well, Ellie's unemployed right now. She oh, she's was, not working she didn't she know fired. that. I don't think she knew that when they booked the wedding. She would have thought, what was she fired she? for? Spank shit. <laughs> she, was, she was in excess. She was, well. t- she was talking back to uh-huh. Annie Jones, I, who was acting uh-huh, principal. Really? I think after the mass um, poisoning attempt, a lot of people withdrew their kids from the school. So the school population went down and they had to make cuts. Yeah. Right. No, no, seriously, that's that's the reason. Okay. But Suze is still the school principal, so I don't okay. know how she's getting afternoons yeah. off. She's and been principal for a long time. And Ellie can't even get relief teaching, <laughs> which pays pretty well. But she's shit. That's why. Come on, like seriously. You don't have to clear much of a bar. I, I cannot I, imagine her as a teacher. When you just said that a second ago, I was like, what? And she like loves it too. She says she um, got into it for the holidays. Right. But 
now she loves it. She loves mm. impacting people's lives. She does make some very, very interesting wardrobe choices at work as yeah. well. Has you she ever had an affair with a student? Uh, I feel like she would have. I feel like it's on the cards, surely. Yeah. Lucy, you've worked in a school. What sort of dress code would they expect? It's a bit of, a bit of an open-minded, free-spirited kind of school you worked at. Yeah. Um, definitely be shoulders covered. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well. Said. Guess Ellie's fucked in it. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> Shoulders covered. Knee length or below. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Even in Darwin, uh, when I was working there, there was people you didn't wear always sh- wear like singlet tops and it was super, super hot. They can't would... wear short shorts? No, no. Definitely not. Does Ellie wear short? Um, I don't, Strapless. I don't, I don't remember the short shorts, but there's a lot of shoulderless situations yeah. and a lot of short skirts. It just seems uncomfortable for a day of teaching as well. Also very form-fitting dresses as well. Yeah, yeah. wear whatever you want in your leisure time, but if not in a school where there's a dress code. I also think that clearly they knew that the everything was going to hit the fan because there was no planning or mentioning of what was to come after it. Like no one was like, so where are you going, going to Bali? Mark has literally <laughs> been in his job, what, three weeks or something, and he's taking annual leave for a honeymoon? No, that's, it's, it's, Maybe it's, they are going to do it in the school holidays. This is all very strange. G'day, g'day, it's Toad. And Sonia. Come down to Sonia's Nursery. Our prices are bare rooted. We've got crab apples, six foot weeping cherries, seven foot mop tops. Anything that sounds made up, we sell. We grow all the plants ourselves. And as a recovering drug addict, I've got loads of horticultural experience. Bring the trailer and stock up on neighbours be gone hedges to block out the couple nuding up at number 28. Get down to Sonia's Nursery, Erinsborough, and get bare rooted before it's too late. Sonia's Nursery will be closed until further notice. If you need plants, go and get them out of Sheila Caddick's garden. It's Logie's voting season. That means we have to get Eve Morey and Ryan Maloney awards in Australia for their performances. This is a very difficult feat because Neighbours doesn't get very high ratings in Australia, which means everyone needs to pull together. If you need help voting, we have a How to Vote guide up on our socials, Neighbours Pod on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag Eve Morey for a Logie. One of my favourite moments, so clearly the wedding was on, but the reception was off because then we have the fallout. Mark looks like he's walked home from Albert Park because he comes up the cul-de-sac on his own. It's about 30 k's. <laughs> he could do it. He's a fit man. Yeah, he's been running. He's running his, his grief, running off his grief. Look, even a walk from Glen Waverley Station is still a long way to Ramsey Street. It's pretty hilly around there too. Lucy, you saw one of the quintessential street stashes that we got to witness this week. Yes. Everyone was standing in the street wondering what had happened. Mark started coming up the street. No one was guessing correctly. <laughs> no, everyone was saying, what's Mark done? What's he done? What's he gone and done? Fair assumption. Yeah. And was it um, Colette Mann? She, she said, oh, of course, he's, he's gone and wrecked it again like, because, he's, because he's in love with a ghost, I think she said. <laughs> Is that what he said? Yes, yeah. she did say that because yeah. previously that episode I'd tweeted that he was in love with a corpse. Oh, so right. she, she said it nicer. Yeah. Mark came up the street, didn't know what was going to happen, and then he suddenly just went, Chloe, you're the most selfish person I've ever met. I've been nothing but supportive, helping you with your diagnosis. And this is how you repay me, by sleeping with my wife. You are the most selfish person I've ever met. I never meant to hurt you. It just happened. Well, nothing ever just happens with you, Chloe. As usual, you took what you wanted. What else do you need? Do you want my house? Do you want my car? Do you want the shirt off my back? 
No, you don't get to cry now, Chloe. You don't get to cry now. I'm sorry. You are the most pathetic excuse for a sister. And I regret every second I've ever spent caring about you. Amazing. At which point my my son, uh, Billy or Lance, <laughs> came over and said, what's this you're watching, Mum? Why are they so angry on the iPad? And I said, oh, um, because uh, she slept with his wife. That's his sister. <laughs> he doesn't know what slept with means. It wasn't inappropriate. But your husband enjoyed the summary. Yeah. Best stash since Stibby, Stefan Libby. It was great acting. He was really mad. I mean, probably could stand to be a little more sympathetic to Chloe considering she's been diagnosed with a terminal illness. She's been diagnosed with Huntington's disease. Oh. So fair enough, she's grabbing emotional comfort wherever she can. No, not fair enough to be your brother's fiance. How about later on when Ma Brennan gives her a backhander as well? <gasps> Did she? Yeah. It was probably like explaining to Billy or Lance at that point <laughs> and I missed the backhander. But like, seriously, Ma Brennan can go to hell. So, okay, the backstory is that Chloe owed Ma Brennan a lot of money, but it turns out later on that it was because her, her ex-girlfriend, Mel, ripped her off, and that's why she was heavily in debt. Chloe has been working as basically a sex worker to pay back Ma Brennan the oh, wow. money she owed her because apparently Ma Brennan really needed the money, but then Ma Brennan went and gave it all to friggin' Tyler. So Tyler's <sighs> off in Thailand living the best life on his Tyler sister's. Land. Like, sex work money. Oh, Cut Chloe some slack. And I know Tyler just came out of prison like six months ago, but come back for your brother's wedding, you deadbeat. Yeah. Bill Coe's just rubbing um, himself on my toes. My cat. Yeah. Look at the nay cats here. Incredible situation. Then the street obviously overhears all the gossip and Sheila delivers one of the cracker lines of the week. So what is Ellie fluid? Is she bi? Is she <laughs> team Ellen? Oh. So good. And then Mark asks her the same thing. So what are you, bisexual now? I'm like, can we just calm down with labelling for a minute? Just, can everyone just get, a, well, get ahead of their feelings? Clearly bloody boring sexual if she was sleeping with Mark Brennan. <laughs> Dull sexual. Dull sexual, yes. Let's just label her as drunk. I think that's what both of them are. Notice Paige was absent from his wedding. She was supposed to be Ellie's best mate. She wasn't there. Mm-hmm. One of my favourite little bits of detail was Mark's Again, AWOL. He turns up the next day to the Bren Den. He's spent the night alone in the honeymoon suite. Oh, well, you might as well get your money's worth from that. Oh, what happened the last time there was a um, screwed up wedding in the honeymoon suite? Old mate, creepy ass Pistori Josh, impregnated, jilted bride, Blanda. While she was like devastated in the pits of despair, he's like, oh, I've got the horn. Why not? Get me leg over. <laughs> Then Mark comes in. Chloe was a little too chipper at this point. She's like, oh, how you going? How you feeling? Everything all right? Like, and he's like, get out, pack up his stuff and leave. <gasps> so she trots on back to Lasseter's where she works and just... As a sex worker? Um, she's... Courageous like, PA. Yeah, she's an assistant. She just she had a little business for a while where she was providing comfort to lads that... Comfort. Needed. Companionship. It was companionship. It was called... What was it called? Cash... No, no sex, please. It was called... <laughs> Cash for company. Cash for yard. <laughs> oh, that was the stupidest thing ever. she didn't give it up until a really hot guy came along, Tim from The Bachelor. Ah. And because he was super gorgeous. And super rich. She was like, all right, he can have a go. <laughs> but then she felt for him pretty woman style. And okay. 
He's now rejoining the cast, which people are So what is she? About. Is she bi? Is she? Yeah. Uh, no, well, she is. <laughs> Look, she's, she's not Team Ellen when she's with him. They're clearly going to make it so that Bachelor Tim comes back and saves her from her Okay. At the moment, she's homeless as well. Demons. Yeah. Um, I thought Puffy, not Puffy, was it Puffy? Gazcan almost offered her up a room at some point. He was like, where are you going to stay? Was it Puffy? I have no idea. Oh, and it was Puffy, yes. Because I imagine if it was Gazcan saying it, he'd be like, oh, maybe I'm in with a chance now. <laughs> Who's Gazcan and Puffy? Okay, Gazcan is Sheila's son. G- and Gary Canning. <gasps> okay. What's he from? Stingers. Um, <gasps> Gary. Yep. City Homicide. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So I get the two confused. So here we are. Kate, what do you make of that wedding? As you're a wedding aficionado, I think you enjoy the style. Aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Oh, aside from the uneven grooms people. Yeah. yeah. But you enjoy to see how oh. an event like that is put together. I would get married there in a flash. <laughs> that was beautiful. Albert Park Lake in the background. I mean, couldn't smell the swan shit. It was probably there. But it would be beautiful regardless. My, my high school was off in the distance. <laughs> and obviously their dresses were stunning. Yeah, there was, everything was beautiful about it except the fact it was the two blandest people in existence getting married. But I kind of love that they've got this basic-ass marriage now because, well, the thing is Mark came and gave the wedding ring back to Ellie. And they're going to pull the annulled line, which... This Did is they? where we need um, Bechdahl to come in to explain whether annulment is a thing. Actually, we will. she is due, to, due for a visit, so we will get friend of the show Bechdahl on. Essentially, Mark Detmeck finally, four times a fiancé, finally a groom, <laughs> went through with the wedding, but then it all went to shit. Well, it's the furthest he's been married before. It's the furthest up the aisle he's made it. Hasn't made it to an actual successful marriage, but he's been wedded now at least. Lucy, how would you counsel a couple like this? If, the, if you, Do you think there's a chance for this marriage? Well, I don't know the history, but I don't see any chemistry between them. <laughs> they were basically two pretty people that were near yeah. each other. Yeah, so I, I'm not sure that it will work. But I, I, um, I could see them giving it a crack because Ellie seems kind of gormless to me. And he so, certainly is. Yeah, so I think they might just go, oh, we might as well try. And the promos have revealed that Ellie's looking at a pregnancy test. Well, oh, I, I right. don't think Chloe's the father. But was about to say, is yeah. Chloe? Yeah, otherwise there's an extra bombshell on the horizon. But I think that's actually a perfect outcome for Mark because he's always wanted a baby. Mm-hmm. I think he'll go full ice queen and demand parentage of that kid and I think he'll fight Ellie for that kid. So you think they'll they'll break up, stay broken up, but then he will try and be the sole parent? I hope so because that sounds juicy AF. And also yeah. she's she can barely care for herself. She can't care for a child. <laughs> she's, well, she's living with her aunt and uncle. Yeah, I know. It's pathetic, isn't it? Yeah. I don't even think she pays board. There were actually the other thing about no one forecasting a future for this couple. So the Brendan was going to be the house of two married couples, was it? Yeah, because, and Chloe. Because... Aaron and Mark live there. I don't think Sorry. there's enough bathrooms to cater for that many people in their house. So yeah, Aaron and David are a married couple. They live there. And what, Mark and Ellie were going to be another mm. married couple well, it's, there? it's Mark's house. This is like intense wood panelling on the... Um, like in the dining room, is On it? the entryway, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, oh it's, it's all kind of like, it's been there for a few years. That so to make it look masculine. That's how oh, you know men live okay, there. Yeah. It's a den. Yeah. That's why. It's a, the brand den. Yeah. That's how we knew that they weren't going to last the distance. They had nowhere to live. Yeah, it was like a full house situation. Minus Aunt Becky. Um, well, they could have lived in the basement. <laughs> All right, this is where we now get to citizen or citizen of the week. 
all comers have been down the street this week. So we've got a lot to choose from. I've got a citizen, not actually a person. Silverton looked beautiful on screen, as it always does. It's not just in Mad Max. It's also in Neighbours now. It doesn't care that the script says, oh, there's not much to see here. It'll still give itself up to be the location. I'm going to say Shitizen to Ellie. You got it, look. You can't. If you need to unburden yourself of this secret, do it before the ceremony, mate. Just do it before the ceremony. Or take it to your grave. I just don't think telling in the immediate aftermath of the wedding is doing anybody any favours, except for the carousel who was laughing all the way to the bank. You know what? So many things would be solved on Neighbours if people took secrets to the grave. Yes. I'm all for it. Secrets to the grave. Sonia could have taken the old Karen secret to the grave. Mm. Was it Sonia who saw um, Karen sitting on a bench? No, but she went and visited um, Andrea in Tasmania and she told her about it. Okay. I don't know who saw Andrea on a bench. I'm going to do Citizen of the Week. Just to Callum, because he really oh. got my heart. Oh. Um, his beautiful little acting. I mean, I think I'm treating him like a child because last time I watched, he was a child. <laughs> he's now at probably my age. <laughs> I don't know. He's in his early twenties. Yeah, okay, he's not my age. Um, but and that he, you know, told he was so nice to Toadie in the car when Toadie said he was, just thought Sonia was maybe coming from the toilet or put the slow cooker on and. <laughs> He was just really lovely. And that's yeah. why he missed Mark's wedding. So they're equal footing now. The poor guy hasn't had any app ideas for ages. <laughs> I did like the idea that they're even because Mark missed Sonny's memorial. Well, don't worry. Toadie's missing the wedding. <laughs> yeah. I've got some top tips for him with these app ideas. Just yeah. find something good. Just and improve do a... 10 play. <laughs> oh, Jesus. God. The amount, of, the amount of like monkeys that worked on that one. I mean, he's only one man. Just find something and create a, a, like a version of it. Improving, Just get on like Calstagram or something like that. But improving 10 play would be Callum's Everest if he wants to tackle that bad boy. Here we are. But we are going to go to Schleif Buzz. Yeah. And actually, how do you know? Lucy, you know her from the stage. Yes, she was in the Australian, original Australian cast of Godspell. I've listened to that record a lot of times. Are you coming to Schleif Buzz? Sure. Can you mention... Um, I have to get a babysitter for... Um, I've already organised and Billy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wednesday the 27th. No, but be sure to, me- to mention like God's Piper would be a good babysitter. Who would? Piper. She seems responsible. Oh, she'd be on her phone a lot, I reckon. And now that she, she's been going through... My kids would be used to that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all right when I'm neglecting them. It's when yeah. someone else is neglecting them that I worry. No, the best babysitter in town is, in fact, Mark, because he's actually into oh, doing activities with the kids. Right. Okay. Yeah, he plays games with them. I really, I'm sad she, Nellie wasn't the flower girl. That would have been so precious. Okay. Kate, remember to listen to Vaya and I on 3RRR on Tuesday the 19th at 1pm. And Kate is Remude on Twitter. Lucy. Is Lucy Rogue on Twitter and Instagram. You're private, but like if yeah. you can, if people want to request you, I can, I usually recognise most of the Neighbours community's usernames. Sure. So I can vouch for them okay. if I recognise them. They're good peeps. All right. And I am at Vaya Pashos on Twitter. I'm like 40 people away from hitting 2,000 followers. And I've been on that for like ages. It's bloody driving me nuts. So if you could give me a little boost on Twitter. You've got like a zillion friends. I'm already following you. Yeah, all my friends already follow me. (laughs) You've got a lot of friends and that's amazing. I've been on for like over 10 years now and I've got not that many. Anyway, hit me up. I think you're also like one degree of separation away from quite a few celebrities. True. Uh, I'm celebrity adjacent. Mm. It's handy. At Vaya Pashos. 
throw me a bone. CJ will be back with us soon as well. We are neighbourspod.com for all our back catalogue. Join the Neighbours Council. Answer the question so I know you're real. And thanks, Lucy, for joining in. No worries. Thanks for having me. Enjoy Lucy's work on Buddy Watch, our sister podcast. Subscribe to all of us. Show us your love. Yay. We'll chat soon. Bye. Bye. They got married early, never had no money. Then when he got laid off, they really hit the skids. He started off his drinking, then they started fighting. He took it pretty badly, she took both the kids. She said, I'm not standing by to watch you slowly die. So watch me walking at the door, at the door, at the door. She said, Shove it, Jack, I'm walking at your fucking door.